Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. I am unconditionally loved by God and at Harvest. I come to God as I am, but I won't stay as I am because the life-giving message I'll receive will make me more like the great I am. I'm on 10 and I win in Jesus' name. Remain standing. I want you to go to 1 Peter chapter 4. We're going to look at essentially this entire verse, but there's one verse I really want you to, to look at. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse number 12. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse number 12. Anybody been having some crazy stuff going on in your life the last few months? No, don't fool me. Now, anybody been having some crazy stuff going on in your life the last few months? Two of y'all have? I'm going to ask one more time. Anybody been having some crazy stuff going on in your life the last few months? All right, look what Petey said about it. Beloved, why do you think this is strange? He said, do not think it's strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. As though something strange or some strange thing has happened to you. Look at your neighbor and say, this is not strange. You did pray to get better, didn't you? And so to get better, he sent some stuff that challenged you. You did pray to be stronger, so he sent some stuff that stretched you. Some stuff that made you see what was in you. Stop thinking it's strange like something crazy is going on. Touch your neighbor and say, it ain't strange. It's necessary. He says, he says, beloved, do not think it's strange concerning the fiery trial, uh, which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. Verse 13, but rejoice. That, that, means, that means keep having joy over and over and over again to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Well, I says. I says, here's what he's saying. He's saying, listen, listen, uh, you're looking at what's going on in your life as if something's wrong. Or as if something's strange. But this year, it was announced to you on New Year's Eve coming out of 2015 that this year you would be on 10. 
experiencing the best of the best people, places, things, and ideas. Which means God says, what I've been doing this year is everything that was not the best, I've been dismissing it systematically. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Every mindset, every noun, person, place, thing, and idea that was beneath 10, that was not the best, I have been dismissing it because you have now reached a new level in life. Touch your neighbor and say you reached a new level in life. And let me tell you what that level is. On a mountain, watch this, as you begin to uh, go up the, to that peak or to the summit of that mountain, you reach a certain place on that mountain called the snake line. Okay, maybe I should have preached this to the 915 because they would have got it. Say the snake line. The snake line is a place on the mountain where because you've journeyed so high, snakes can no longer live above that altitude. I'm going to tell somebody the reason those people had to get dismissed out of your life is because you've come above the snake line and every betrayer, every Judas, every liar, every fake friend, every fake family member, every fake relative had to get the heck out of your life. That's your neighbor say you're Tell them you're above the snake line. So don't you cry about them. You better shout about the fact that they gone. Uh, uh. Father, I pray that you would now increase in me. We're above the snake line now. 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 You're above those same old problems now. You're above those same old issues now. The issues that you've been facing, you will face them no more. You are more than a conqueror. You are stepping into completion. You are stepping into shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, and all is well. In Jesus' name, somebody shout hallelujah. As you take your seats, high five two or three people around you and just tell them, don't think this is strange. Don't think... Don't think this is strange. Don't think this is strange. You can be seated. Uh, on Wednesday, I ministered to you that we are in a very unique time. Say, this will be a September to remember. Uh, we've been in this series at Harvest called Reset, where we've been creating new beginnings. And so far in this series, we've hit uh, reset in ourselves. We have uh, hit reset uh, in how we uh, view success through the lenses of its side effects. We've uh, hit reset through learning some of the ABCDs that we needed to cut out of our lives in order to reset. We've learned how to reset the right relationships. We've learned how to reset our faith with the fast. And the last Sunday, we learned how to reset our finances. And Wednesday, we converge the series we're in, reset, with the month that we're in as it relates to this specific a specific timing say I am in a kairos moment uh, now please understand I, I need you to understand this because uh, you have never been in this specific place in this specific season of your life before it may seem like you have but touch your neighbor say this is brand new no 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 touch him again say this is brand new now, now, please understand, this, this series that we're in, Reset, is the perfect series uh, after our series, Emojis, where we began to confront and conquer our emotions so that they would not conquer us. And one of the principles that we learned in that series was that God is transforming us into his image daily. And transformation is a process, not an event. And sometimes in that process, when things freeze up, get stuck, or we make mistakes, we fail, we do dumb things, we need a reset. And I told you on Wednesday, and I'm really picking up, really, this is almost like a part two from Wednesday, uh, you are in a a whole new season of life. Say, I'm in a whole new season. This will be a September to remember in an on 10 way. Now, watch this. In our Gregorian calendar, I'll remind you, in our Gregorian calendar, which is named 
after Pope Gregory of the 13th uh, that we use that goes from January to December, we entered up the month of September, which in chronological order is the number nine. And most people think of the number nine and they associate it with birthing. But September, the word actually means seven. And seven in biblical gematria or numerology, it just means God plays the numbers, which means every number means something to God. It is completion. Say, I'm in completion. No, you didn't hear what I said. Say, I'm in completion. Which means every time you say September, what you're really saying is completion. Which means everything that's missing, broken, or lacking in your life, every time you call out September, what you're saying is completion, come here. Somebody holler September. No, I said holler September. What you're doing is everything that you need to do everything God has ordained you to do. You're calling it into your life. You're calling the finance into your life. You're calling the wisdom into your life. You're calling the right opportunities into your life. Say, come here. Now, I taught you this on Wednesday that God, the issue is this, is that God, nor the Bible, while we are in September, which is completion. And understand this, completion is not just the ending of something. Completion is the filling in of something. Completion now doesn't necessarily even have to do with just the stuff that you have. It's how you perceive and how you respond to the stuff that you have. Please understand, the scripture says God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, which means everything that you need is around you already, simply waiting, awaiting your awareness. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Everything that you need is already around you, simply awaiting your awareness. This is the month where you are coming into the awareness of the things that God has already placed around you. You keep asking for joy. Joy is already here. You keep asking for peace. Peace is already here. You keep asking for the right folks. The right folks are already here. You're sitting in a room full of the right folks already. You ask for a leader. Your leader is here. You ask for a mentor. Your mentor is here. You, ah. Watch this. Say it's already here. Now, 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 so September, September, completion. Say completion. Now, we started the series reset. We started the series reset last month uh, in August, eight being a number of new beginnings. We started this series there, and we started talking about uh, reset, creating new beginnings. And so when we look at this, we are now in the month of September, which uh, while it's chronologically nine, watch this, it is really completion, which is seven. Say seven. seven. Now, now, watch this. Here's what I need you to get. Uh, God, nor the Bible, however, is based off of that Gregorian calendar name after Pope Gregory that goes from uh, January to December. Instead, the Bible is based off of the Hebrew calendar, and the Hebrew calendar has four different starts to the calendar depending on the purpose. But the civil year, which is when the number changes, it changes at a Hebrew feast called Rosh Hashanah, which is known as the Feast of Trumpets, which is a little over three weeks from now. What does that mean, Bishop? Which means we are in the last month of the spiritual year. You're not hearing what I'm saying? In a hurricane, I want to preach like I want to preach. I wish I had some 11.15. In a hurricane, watch this. It is not, a hurricane has, although it is circular, a hurricane has four quadrants to it. Uh, the first quadrant, second quadrant, third quadrant, fourth quadrant. It is the fourth quadrant, watch this, that's the end of the storm, but it's also an indication that the storm is ending. You missed it. It's the fourth quadrant, which means it's the ending of the storm, but it's also an indication that the storm is ending. You're not hearing what I'm saying. This is the month where God says, I'm sick of you being broke. I'm sick of you being messed up. I'm sick of you being frustrated. I'm sick of you being jacked up. I'm sick of you dealing with the same issues over and over again. You're at the fourth quarter. You're at the end of that storm. Touch your neighbor and say, this storm is over. What's this? Watch the timing you're in. Say a convergence. 
Now, then we're going to get to Peter, and then I'm done. Then, then we're going to get to Peter, and then I'm done. Uh, say, I'm in a convergence. Here's what a convergence means. A convergence is like an intersection. It is where two things cross, watch this, and they finally make sense. This month, everything that's been going on in your life the last few years is going to finally make sense. I'm not preaching a sermon. I am announcing something prophetically into your life. What does that mean? I'm decreeing it and declaring it and calling it forth. This is the month where you're going to look back over your life and say, everything I went through, it makes sense now. Everything I suffered, it makes sense now. Why they left me, it makes sense now. Why they betrayed me, it makes sense now. Touch your neighbor and say, it's going to make sense this month. Because up to now, you've been confused. Up to now, you've been in pain. Up to now, you keep asking why. God says this is going to be a September <laughs> to remember. Somebody holler, it's going to make sense. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Stay with me. Watch this. We, we, we are in now, then, September, completion. That's the first. But then simultaneously, spiritually, biblically, we are now in the last few days of this spiritual year. Convergence. Say they're crossing. Now maybe what I just did don't make no sense to you. But, but watch this. The X is the Roman numeral 10. Which means the best of the best people, places, things, and ideas. This is the month where God says, watch this, watch this, touch your neighbor say you're above the snake line. Since you're above the snake line now, God says, I got rid of the rest. So now this month, you just better get ready to receive the best. Every day, I prophesied to somebody's life. That's all I'm doing at this 1115. Every day for the remainder of this month, it's going to be good news. You're going to wake up to more good news. Then it's going to be more good news. Then it's going to be more good news. Every time you turn around, it's going to. Somebody holler, I receive that. Now, now watch this. Now, I know somebody's thinking, Bishop, it's just that simple. It pretty much is. Watch this. Why? Because it's the timing of God. See, there were two Greek words for time. I'm almost done. There were two Greek words for time. The first was chronos, chronological time. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But then there was another Greek word for time called kairos. I've taught you about this before. Be seated. Kairos now is a qualitative amount of time. Kairos was created specifically uh, in antiquity, it was created to indicate that there is a difference in just spending time uh, than, than maximizing time. There's a difference between counting the days and making the days count. See, chronos is counting the days. Watch this. Kairos is making the days count. Are you catching the point? So watch this. You are in the time of God. That's why I had to do a separate message at this 1115 just so I could get it out there because on Wednesday we got to go somewhere else. Watch this. Watch this. You are in the timing of God where God says you are in the season of completion. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Nothing lacking. All is well. Why is he going to make it well? Because he said it's all going to make sense this month. Everything you look, watch this. Some of y'all been struggling with stuff for decades, and God says this month it's all gonna make sense. And some people you were mad at, you're gonna send them a message and say, Thank you. Thank you for doing me like that. Thank you for betraying me. Thank you for giving up on me. Thank you for abandoning me. It makes sense now. Had you not done that, I never would have got on. What's this? 
So it's a convergence of time. You are in Kairos. Say, I'm in Kairos. Here was the inference with Kairos. Stay with me. The inference of Kairos was that heaven was now invading earth. And as long as you showed up for the appointment, everything fell in place. That is the reason why you cannot miss, you should not miss Wednesdays at all, but especially in October, in the announcements, they talked about those Hebrew feasts. See, the first one, which is Wednesday, October the 5th, I believe is the day, that first one there is Rosh Hashanah. That's the Feast of Trumpets. That's when the spiritual year actually changes over. So do you see how much, watch this, do you see how little time is left? Watch this. I know I'm preaching to you because you'll make some noise and you'll do something. You'll turn around, throw your hand up. Watch this. Which is why over the last few weeks, stuff has been happening so quick. Be it good, bad, ugly, beautiful, whatever. It's been happening so quick. You ain't really had time to like, okay, ain't nobody. You're like, this is happening so fast. This is happening so quick. And I didn't even get a chance to gain control. I didn't get a chance to get. Why? God says, we only got a few days left of this year. And I got to get rid of the snakes. I got to get rid of the rest because it's time for you to experience the best. Somebody holler, I received that. So watch this. There are seven, seven major Hebrew feasts. And seven is the biblical number of what? Completion. Say completion. Everything that I need, watch this, is present. If you were here on Wednesday, we talked about David. And how David, uh, and you got to get the CD. I don't have time to go back there. There's so much revelation in that. David, David was there, but he wasn't in the house. And so completion is where, watch this, what you've not been aware of, you are simply now opening your eyes to. That's why over these, watch this, if you check your life around these months every year, you get betrayed. Who am I preaching to? Why? Because you didn't even know it was a Kairos moment. You just thought, oh, I'm scared of September. I'm scared of October. No, baby, that's Kairos. You're still here. There are seven major Hebrew feasts, and seven is the biblical number of completion. So it means entering God's rest. See, as Christians, uh, our Sabbath, which just simply means rest, is every day. The Jews were given a rebuke by only being able to have Sabbath from Friday night, sun, sundown Friday night to sundown Saturday night. It was uh, the Sabbath that they refer to it as the Shabbat. It was actually a rebuke, Hebrew says. Hebrew says it was God's rebuke to them that he only gave them one day to enter into his rest. As Christians, you and I get a much better deal. Our deal is that every day I enter into his rest. Watch this. Rest, watch this. Rest does not mean comfort. Bishop, what are you trying to say? When you talk about completion, sometimes in your mind you'll get the wrong image. When you talk about shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all as well, sometimes you'll get the wrong image. And the image you will get is you'll think there's no more problems. What actually happens is you change how you view problems. Let me talk to the bookstore. What, what actually happens, watch this, it's not that you have no, more enemies. What happens is, is that you do what the Bible says. The scripture says, and he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Which means when you see an enemy, you're going to be like, it's grub time. Why doesn't he tell you what's for dinner? Because the book says that our enemies would be our bread. Which means when you're shalom, you look at an enemy and say, you mess with the wrong man. You mess with the wrong woman. You mess with the wrong harvester. You mess with the wrong Christian because I'm finna eat good. It becomes your fuel. See, so don't mistake rest with the absence of issues. 
the absence of problems. Now watch this. In the Bible, I'm almost done. In the Bible, I just needed to announce this. Doesn't anybody say this is not strange? They'd be like, ah, I just don't understand what's going on. Yes, you do. You just don't watch this. You just don't have control over what's going on. You understand. You just don't have control. Now, now, now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. That's why in the Bible, the, the giants, which is a just, we'll use it as a metaphor. It actually, I've taught on it before. It actually has four very distinct meanings. But we'll use it as a metaphor for big problems. Say big problems. Now, the giants, watch this, uh, a metaphor for a big problem. They only appear in the promised land. They did not appear in the wilderness. Many of you have been saying, Bishop, I'm just in a wilderness. No, you're not. You were up until September. When September started, September, completion started. Which means you stepped out of your wilderness. Watch this. You stepped out of your rebellion. You stepped out of doing it your way. You stepped out of wanting your will to be first. And you stepped off into completion. Which means you don't even know where you are. You're further ahead than you know. You made more progress than you know. Well, watch this. Where am I, Bishop? You're already in completion. How do I know? There's giants there. And my says, a giant's relative, because a giant can simply be something that you know you need to do, that you won't do, because of how seemingly difficult you think it's going to be to do. Maybe it's some folks you need to cut, that every time you get ready to cut, they stop acting up. Y'all ain't gonna send them? Have you ever noticed there's some people you, and you talked yourself into, you was in the car, Rolling down the street, you was rolling down, and you're like, you know what? And I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna, do, and that's the day they stopped acting up. And you were like, well, maybe, give me one more chance, just give me one more chance, <laughs> give me one more chance. Oh, what's this? What's this? What's this? Giants, metaphors for big problems, things that seem big to you, they only appear in the promised land. Which means, watch this. If you have no enemies, guess where you're at? A wilderness. What's an enemy? Anything that opposes your forward progress. If you got an enemy, I got an announcement. You've already stepped over into completion. Touch your neighbor and say, now nah, I know where I'm at. Okay, because watch this, watch this, watch this, I, watch this. I, I, don't, I, don't, um, I don't like wasting time. I don't know about you, but I can't stand wasting time. You know, that's why I don't, I, you know, if I'm going to get a Jamba Juice, they call it in early for me because I don't want to stand in that line. Call it in so I, when I get there, they be like, Bishop, we got it. Cool. And they paid over the phone. Right? Good. Okay, great. I'm good because I did not have time. To, I just don't like wasting time. That's me. Don't judge me. Just because you got time to stand around and waste. I don't. That's just my approach. Now, watch this. Uh, and so whenever I'm going somewhere, even if I think I know where I'm going, I, I sometimes still like to get directions and the navigation and all that because I want to make sure I get there quickly so that I do not waste time. Watch this. You need to know where you're at in life because if you think you're in a wilderness, you'll think that you, that, that you are less behind and you've not made as much progress as you've actually made. Amen. Which means here's what you'll do. You'll waste September. But you, I, I just need to tell somebody, you've already stepped over into Shalom You've already stepped over into a promised land. 
That giant ain't nothing but proof that's where you're at. Somebody say it's proof. All right, so watch this. There are seven, I'm almost done, seven major Hebrew feasts, and seven is the biblical number of completion. So we see the picture of entering God's rest and shalom. It's fulfilled through these seven feasts. I'm going to teach you more about these in the weeks that are to come, because some of you are like, I've never even heard of such a feast. Why do we still do that? I've got tons of teachings about it, but you need to understand that. Say, I'm in a Kairos moment. So what does that mean? You're in a qualitative state of time. You're in a convergence. In this month, you are in completion, and at the same time, you are at the last part of this spiritual year. Which means, watch this, what happens at the fourth quadrant of that hurricane? The storm is most intense, but it is proof the storm is about to be over. When stuff starts getting, when the pressure comes on you, when you start getting really emotional, when you start getting uh, really pushed back into a corner, you need to stop crying about it and start smiling and saying, you just proved you almost over. And the only thing you got to do is outlast your storm. Trust your neighbor say, just outlast it. You'll win if you don't quit. Watch this. Psalm 35, 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause and let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity. That is the word shalom of his servant. Now, I need you to get this. Say, God wants me to do well in every area of my life. Okay, 3 John 1, 2. Watch this. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in how many things? All things. How many things? All things. How many things? What's all mean? And be in health. Watch what he says. Just as your soul prospers. Your soul is your what? Mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. Which means I can only see prosperity around me equal to prosperity in me. And again, do not just make prosperity money here. Because what good is money if you're crazy? You ain't going to do nothing but be somebody crazy with some money. Which means the problems you make are going to be much bigger problems. Sometimes in the media, you see people who got money and they're crazy. Their money didn't fix their crazy. And you, and you sitting there talking about, man, if I just had what they had, if I just had what they had. They got it and they're still crazy because money don't fix crazy. They can get you some pills, but it don't fix crazy. Now, 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 now watch this. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Now, now, check this out, church. Check this out. We're almost done. He, he, he's saying, listen, I want my people to do well, but for them to do well, it's got to start in them. Reset around them starts in them. You know why you keep attracting the same kind of people in your life? You are them. It's quiet, church. You know why you keep drawing certain things into your life? Is it's an indication that there's something in your soul that you have been ignoring. And they are there to simply be a mirror to show you what's in you. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Which means you need to start taking notes from some of the drama you had in your life. You need to start taking notes from some of the stuff you had in your life. And say, now when I look at you, there's really some of me in you. So what is it? It, in you that's really in me the book says that you can only prosper commensurate equal to the level that's in you your mind thoughts will and emotions so here's my question what's on your mind what's in your thoughts what's in your will what's in your emotions touch your neighbor and say what's in there 
because because watch this you, you, you gotta understand this principle the default nature of your soul is designed to protect you and comfort you which is the problem because it will turn on you i was telling this morning uh y'all remember terminator the good one terminator 2 so y'all remember the whole premise of the terminator is that they gave these robots these directives and the whole thing was is that the robot said well to protect man we actually have to protect man from himself so watch this the robots ended up turning uh, on man and, and that's the whole premise of the movie uh, the movie i robot y'all remember that movie will smith y'all don't watch movies in difference y'all moving remember they still playing it on fx like every other week okay so <laughs> so watch this Watch this. The whole thing was is that the robots were given the command uh, that they needed to protect the people. But the problem is, is as they were protecting the people, the, they, they realized we have to protect them from themselves because they're their own destruction. Your soul, mind, thoughts, will, and emotions, they are built for comfort and they are built to try to protect you, which means sometimes it will turn on you. It's quiet, church. It's quiet, church. Doesn't ever say, don't think this is strange. Sometimes it will turn on you. What, what does that mean? Sometimes you will think what isn't true. You will feel what isn't real. You will observe what didn't actually occur. Because your soul is designed to protect you. Think about it. If, if, somebody, if somebody was to wear back and do like this, like they were going to punch you, what's going to be your natural response? You're going to back up, back up, because it's on. You, you're going <laughs> to... You're going to back up. You're going to jerk. You're going to move. You're going to do something. You're going to blink your eyes. Why? Your mind says you need to protect yourself. I'm going to help your neighbor because we're going to turn the corner and get back to Peter. We have been built and our minds have been built to try to make us comfortable and protected. Not realizing that the life of a Christian is not a life of comfort and protection. The life of a Christian means sometimes you're going to take some scars. Sometimes you're going to take some wounds. Sometimes you're going to walk through the valley. But I was built for this. And because I was built for this, keep on moving. Keep on walking. But your soul, watch this, will tell you something's wrong. It'll say, why is all of this happening? What's wrong here? You'll start to think that it's strange. Are you still here? I said, you'll start to think that it's strange. Are you still here? Now, 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 now watch this, watch, watch this, watch this. So here we are at First Peter. And First Peter, he's talking to them about all these different things that they're dealing with and going through. And, 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 and I'm, I'm just about done. He's saying, you got all these issues and all these challenges that you're dealing with. And he said, and the problem you're having is you think it's strange. You think it's strange that you're betrayed. As if some strange thing has happened to you. If they betrayed Jesus. And he's perfect. Don't be shocked when a sucker does the same thing to you. Betrayal is actually an indication. Betrayal is often the final stage before an upgrade, promotion, and increase. After Judas betrayed him, Jesus was down for three days, but he was like, don't even trip, because in three days, I'll be back. And sometimes you got to be like the movie says, I'll be back. I might be in pain right now. I might be frustrated right now. I might be going through my emojis right now, but give me a little time. I will be back. First Peter 4, 1, he says, therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same what? Mind. What's that part of? Soul. He says, listen, Jesus had, to, leave the verse up. He said, Jesus had the same mentality because he's the anthropos. 
while he's 100% God, he's 100% man at the same time. So his divinity gets it. His humanity is where the problem is. Because his humanity is like, what's going on? His divinity is like, this is how this works. Are you getting it? Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same mind. Touch your neighbor and say, arm yourself. For he who has suffered in the flesh had uh, ceased from sin. Verse 2, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lusts of man, but for the will of God. For we have spent enough of our past lifetime. Watch this. In doing the will of Gentiles. Now, now what is he saying? Leave the verse up. Just leave the verse up. Take it down. Well, I says, he's saying, listen, you've wasted enough of your life. Your past life. What's that? Who you are. Will of Gentiles here. He's speaking to Hebrews, so he's making a contrast. So as a Hebrew, the Gentiles represent those that would be unsaved or unchristian or non-Christian, excuse me. So here's what he's saying. You spent enough of your past lifetime in doing the will of Gentiles. Say, I did all that stuff, but that's not who I am. Notice he calls it lifetime, not life. He said, because you, that was a lifetime for you. That's not who you really were. You were just doing stuff because you didn't know any better. That's why I sent you to a place called Harvest. That's why I introduced you to a man named Jesus. That's why I changed your life. That's why I hit reset in your life. Touch your neighbor and say, that's my past lifetime. He said, you were lewd. You walked in your lust. You walked in drunkenness. You walked in revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. He was just saying, you were ratchet. And even if you was bougie ratchet, you still was ratchet. Just your neighbor say, you already know what he's talking about. Yeah, you used to let everything that uh, would draw you away could draw you away. That's what lust means, strong desire. You used to get drunk, and for some of you, it wasn't alcohol. For some of you, it was uh, addicted to people telling you good stuff about yourself. So every time somebody said, you look pretty, oh, you was wrapped up. Every time somebody said, you look good, you were wrapped up. He said, you used to get pulled into all of this stuff in your past lifetime. Is there anybody in here that's thankful that that's my past lifetime? That used to be my life. That used to be who I am. But if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have been reset. Verse 4. In regard to these, watch this. They think it's strange that you don't run with them no more. Come on, church. They think it's strange. Now, I'm just reading the Bible. Because some of y'all acting like this is brand new stuff. Peter then was dealing with it back then. This has been going on uh, since Genesis 1-2 for the five, last 5,700 years. In regard to these, who's these? The folk you used to run with. They think it's strange. Look at how he talks. It's almost like Peter's from the south. Because I don't know nobody that's not from the South that says you're running with so-and-so. They think it's strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation. And watch this. So now they talk about you, speak evil of you, against you. You're just always at church. You're just always giving you. You don't go right about it. Well, I know what you used to do. That's, I may have done everything you said I did, but I am not who you say I am. I did that. I did that. I did that. But let the redeemed of the Lord say so. 
God can't love you. You used to do this. God can't. No, sucker, you got to twist it. He loves me, and he loves me with an unconditional love. And even when I fall down, even when I make mistakes, he still loves me. How about your neighbor say, he loves you, he loves you, he loves you, he loves you. You different. That's the point. I'm supposed to be different. You changed. That's the point. I'm supposed to change. If you got people in your life that haven't made any progress in the last 12 months, you might as well kick them to the curb because these are one of them that they wanted these people here. He says, they think it's strange you don't run with them to the same flood of mess you used to be in. So they speak evil of you. Are you too good now? You think you all that? Correction. <laughs> I don't think that. <laughs> I know that. He thought I was worth dying for. I'm not dropping my self-esteem to match your vacant self-esteem. You better come up higher. Touch your neighbor and say, make them come up higher. I'm not watering down who I am for you. You better come up here. If I got to do it by myself, I'll do it by myself. Eagles learn how to fly by themselves. Verse 5, here's what he said. They're going to give an account when? In September. To him who was ready to judge. That means correct by force. The living and the dead. For this reason the gospel was preached also to those who are dead, that they might be judged according to the men in flesh, but live according to God in spirit. I won't dive into that because it's got a separate meaning. Verse 7, but the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. Look at me, church. Now, people have misinterpreted this and made it something eschatological, which just means the end of the age. Like, oh, brother, the last and evil days. Okay, okay they misinterpreted that. Okay, but so what are you trying to say? End, end it the last days, last days of what? See, you keep thinking the earth's going to end. That ain't even what's happening. The Bible says the age ends. Watch this. The season ends. So he says, the end, watch this, watch this. Let me see if I could use a better word. The completion of what? All things. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. What did he say? It's at hand. What does that mean? It's in reach. Throw your hands out like this here and say, come here. Y'all not doing it like you believe it. Throw your hands out and say, come here. What? The completion of all things. Come here. But the completion of all things is within reach. You keep thinking maybe in five years, God says by the end of this month, you're not hearing me. You keep saying maybe I'll be out of debt in a few years. God says this month, come here. Come here. Come here. First, I got to finish. But the completion of all things is in reach. Therefore, be serious. Doesn't even say quit playing. See, that's why you can't play when it comes to being at church. Why? Because the message you miss might be the one you needed the most. 
That's why you can't play when it comes to serving. You got to be on your assignment. You got to be on your post. Don't be a fool and get played out of your assignment and be a fool and get played out of your position because the enemy knows if he gets you away from your shepherd, if he gets you away from the flock, that he can pull you aside and whoop your tail. Ah, but I speak it into your life. You ain't going to get played this time. Touch your neighbor and say, be serious, be serious. Which means I may have to go forward limping, but I'm still going for it. I may have to go forward in pain, but I'm still going for it. I'm serious about this. Watch this. He said, completion of all things at hand. He said, be serious. And then he said, and be watchful. Watch this. In your prayers. He said, watch this. During this time. So now we know he's referencing a time of completion. What month are we in? Completion. And simultaneously resetting, he's saying, your prayers need to change. Listen, what do you mean? Your prayers have been for comfort. Your prayers have been for peace. And he said, I need you to be watchful. What does that mean? He said, listen, the way you pray this month needs to be on a whole nother level of prayer than you've ever prayed before. Watch this. Because there's going to be stuff that by before you finish the prayer, it's going to have manifested. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. I'm going to answer. Watch this. I'm going to help somebody. Somebody came in here and you asked God this question. He's about to answer right now. There's some stuff that you fought it. And before you finish the thought of it, that thing had manifested and happened. And you were like, what happened with that? Uh, say watchful say, say it with the church say watchful he says therefore be serious and watchful watch this in your prayers he said this ain't the time for no little punk prayers and by punk I mean little weak prayers that's what I mean you understand this ain't the time Lord I just want peace in my house and Lord I just want peace in my soul and Lord I just Lord just move he said listen he said you're not serious and you're not being watchful he's saying are you looking at the time you're in he said, this is the time for you to call everything that's lacking, missing, broken, and out of order. This is the time for you to call it into your life. He said, be watchful in your what? Prayers. Say prayers. Say, say prayers. That's why for some of you, watch this, even on the fast, you've been finding difficulty. Because you don't know what to pray. Who, 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 who am I? Who am I? And you're like, I know I need to pray something, but I don't know what to pray. He said, he said, be watchful. What does that mean? Now, two things. Say two things. The first is, is you got to pray prayers that are bold. Not comfort, but aggression. Can you, can you just do something for me real quick? Can you give me, like, if you were a lion, can you, like, give me your best lion's roar? Just everybody. I know you might have been Just do it. Just do it, though. Just do it, though. Just do it. One, two, you ready to do it. Now, some of you are like, I ain't doing that. But see, watch this. It's a prophetic gesture. What does it mean? It's a declarative gesture. Watch this. Watch this. This month is not the month to be no little kitty cat. This is the month for the lion in you. To... So just on the count of three. One, two, three. This is the time where you look at what's been chasing you. You turn around and say, no, you ain't torturing me no more. You ain't chasing me no more. You're not making me discouraged no more. You're not making me depressed no more.
What's been chasing you? Watch this. This is the month you turn around. I was watching. My, my bishop was telling a story the other day. He was telling a story about how um, he, he was assaulted by a chihuahua. And he said, Bishop Foreman, how do you get assaulted by a chihuahua? Watch this. Because the dog started barking. Watch this. And he started just running out of instinct to the bark. Like what you've been doing. Trouble starts and you just start running out of instinct. Why? That's connected out. It's because your soul tells you seek comfort and protection. Connected out. But what happened is, is, is he said, he said, then he turned around and looked back. And he said, I'm running from that. And he says, he barked at the dog and the dog ran off. This is the month for in your prayer. You thought it was a big old thing. You thought it was a big old issue. This is the month where you turn around and look at that. And I'm coming to get you. I am the curse breaker in my bloodline. I am the interruption to the dysfunction in my bloodline. Watch this. Say, I'm serious about this. See, and being serious doesn't mean you won't make some mistakes. Being serious just means I'm not playing with this. This ain't a game. This ain't some church game I'm playing. I'm not fasting just so I can go on a diet so my clothes fit better. I need some breakthroughs in the realm of the heavenly. This, this, I ain't doing, this ain't no game for me. I ain't just that. This assignment stuff is real to me. This purpose stuff is real to me. Watch. He said, and be watchful in your prayers. So, watch this. So the first component is, 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 is uh, uh, making sure that you're, you're watchful. But this is the time where you don't pray for comfort. This is the time where you turn around and look at whatever's been tormenting you and say, I'm coming after you to take your head off. You should have left me alone. You, you should have stopped before September started. Say, serious? serious. Watchful. Watch. What does that mean practically, Bishop? Like, what's, a, what's an aggressive type prayer? It's a prayer that does not omit certain words out of fear of tribulation coming with that prayer. See, sometimes you won't pray. Sometimes you won't pray. Well, I said, sometimes you won't pray stuff like this. Lord, if somebody needs to be removed from my life, you don't pray that because you're scared of who might go, which is proof you already know they need to go. You may not pray a prayer. Watch this. It, 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 it's a time for, for aggressive, bold prayers. Say aggressive, bold prayers. I got to finish. I'm out of time. Verse 7. Or uh, we'll skip down to verse 8. Above all things, or go to verse 8 rather, and above all things have fervent love for one another. Love will cover a multitude of sins. Now watch this. He's saying this month, watch this. He's saying your love is going to be tested. People going to do some stuff that's going to make you want to hate everybody. Preach to yourself. Okay. This, people going to do some stuff this year that's going to make you want to just cuss everybody out. Folk that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. You're just going to be like, you probably knew in the first place. I'm cussing you out too. When does this happen? Completion. Then he says, be hospitable to one another without grumbling or complaining. He says, this month, 
you're going to want to grumble and complain, and you're going to want to be mean. I know I'm telling the truth. Then he goes on and he talks about spiritual gifts. As each one has received a gift, minister or serve one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers or serves, let him do with the ability God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom being glory and dominion forever and ever. Now, now, he, he says, listen, he says, during this time of completion, you're going to have some direct attacks at your love. Watch this. And the direct attacks, watch this, church. The real attack is going to be to mess up your love for you. Some of y'all, maybe I should have just preached the same thing at the 915 and did this some other way, some other place, some other city. Watch this. The real thing is it's going to make you think, what's wrong with me? I'm talking to someone. It's going to attack your love with you. And you're going to say, well, if, well what, what's so bad that you couldn't have said that to me? What, what's so bad you couldn't have communicated to me? What's so wrong with and, and so watch this, because watch this, watch this. Scripture says, love your neighbor as yourself, which means you can only give love as, uh, to others as you have commensurate to yourself. It's a mathematical equation. So watch this, to mess up your love for people, he has to mess up your love for you. And to mess up your love for you, he's got to mess up the love you receive from God. So here's what he does. He'll make you think that God is mad and angry and frustrated and angry with you and don't want to talk to you. And then you'll become mad and angry and frustrated with yourself. And now you'll take it out on everybody around you. But when does it happen? During completion. Which means what is it really? A test. This is for somebody. God says, son, tell them they passed. I don't know who that is for. But heaven wanted to announce to you, you passed this one. Watch this. Verse 12. I got I to quit. I'm out of time. Verse 12. Beloved. Say that's us. He said, during this time of completion, remember the, pr remember the premise of every verse subsequent, the verse we read, at the end of all things, the completion of all things. Do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try or to test you. Watch this. What is God saying? God's saying, everything you've been learning, I want to see if you learned it or memorized it. There's a difference. Memorization means I only remember it in the context in which I was taught it. Learning means I can take that principle and put it in any situation and make it do what it do. Does it make sense? Let me, let me give you a musical example. So if you memorize a song, you only memorize it in, in the key you learned it in, key, the, the note it's in, okay? You only know it in the key you learned it in. So if it ain't in that key, you be like... And then, you know, people just, you know, look all confused. When you learn the song, you can, you can play it in any key because you didn't memorize it in that context. You learned it so you can apply it in any context. God says, I've been giving you lessons all year long. And I've been testing to see if you really learned it. Verse. He says, he says, beloved, don't think it's strange. Watch this. Lead that verse up. You ever had some stuff happen and you're like, wow, that blindsided me. Here's what heaven says. Why? Why did it blindside you? Why are you shocked? But I just didn't see it coming. It is completion, isn't it? 
It is reset, isn't it? You've crossed the snake line, haven't you? There are certain things that watch this. Just, just, just look at me. Look at me. Look at me, church. Look at me. Look at me, church. I'm through. I, I hope y'all catching this because this is, this is fresh from God's mouth to your ears. When you're making progress, I'm making progress. When you're on that mountain, literally at that place, the snake line, you can look it up for yourself. Snakes, watch this, they cannot go that high. So there's this, watch this, it's not a line written in the ground that says snakes can't do not cross. See, some of y'all were praying prayers like, Lord, nobody to betray me. And God says, that's not how this works. You were praying prayers of, Lord, just don't let, if nobody ain't good for me, just don't let them come around me. God says, that's not how this works. So you don't get to put up a sign to stop the snakes. You have to ascend to a level of life that they can't ascend to. You've been ascending. You've been making progress. And I know you may not be where you want to be, but you ought to thank God that you're not where you used to be. Say, I'm making progress. Watch, I'm done. He says, do not think it strange. Concerning the fiery trial, which is to test you, trial, tribulation, problem, issue, giant, circumstance, situation, as though some strange thing has happened to you. Look at me, church. How many of us, let's just be honest, over the last few months, we've looked at stuff and we looked at it like, wow, this is strange. Wow, this is, I wasn't expecting that. Okay, watch this. Peter said, stop that. Peter said, you don't attack something that's not valuable. Peter said, you don't attack something that's not making progress. Peter said, you don't betray something that's not worth something. Peter said, watch this. Some of you have been like, Bishop, it seems like I'm dealing with this same, this same generational curse from last year. Right, because this year you're conquering it. Bishop, it seems like I'm dealing with those same emotions as before. Right, because but this time is you're conquering. See, you're in, you've never been in this place in your life before. Why is it significant? It's significant because, watch this, the feasts, depending on, again, the way they line up with the Gregorian calendar and the Hebrew calendar, most times the feasts uh, end up being a little bit later in the year and sometimes a little bit earlier in the year. The fact that they fell during September means God aligned the calendars. Say, I've not been here before. He says, he says, I'm done. Do not think it's strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though something strange has happened to you. Which means you need to stop saying, I am so shocked. I can't believe that. So-and-so did what? For real? No. Instead, you need to say, that ain't strange. It's quiet, church. I just didn't expect so-and-so to do that. Why? You've already seen the traits in their behavior before. Why do you think it's strange? They're just fine. They can't pretend no more. Why? You're above the snake line. And when you're above the snake line, they can't pretend anymore. Here, here it is. I'm done. I'm done. I got to quit. I'm done. I got to quit. He says, but rejoice to the extent that you partake in Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Say, I'm glad about it. He says, listen. Be happy because if they did that to Jesus and it's happening to you, that must mean there's value in you you're not giving yourself credit for. You got it? 
Touch your neighbor and say, you don't have a clue who you're sitting next to. You have a clue who's sitting next to. Yeah, you sit next to somebody valuable. You're sitting next to somebody's life who matters. You're sitting next to a world changer and a history maker and a line crosser and a boundary breaker. He says, if you are reproached for the name of Jesus, lied on for the name of Jesus, he said, you're blessed. Here's what the world says, people lying on you, ooh, child. When what we really need to be saying is somebody lying on them, wow, they must be blessed. On their part, he is blasphemed, but on your part, he is glorified. Look at this. He says, but let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, as a busybody in other people's business. He says, yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. Watch this. I'm going to show you a verse that if you grew up in church, you heard this verse, and it was always mistaught. Verse 17. Verse 17 says, for the time has come. For judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Look at me. If you, were, if you ever, grew, anybody grow up like in church, grow up in church, grow up in church, you probably heard this scripture. And they would use this scripture and say, oh, it's time for judgment to begin in the house of God. <gasps> and they do all this. They're like, do you need an inhaler, sir? You finna, one of your lungs is finna fall onto the ground, sir. That is... Watch this. Watch this. Look at me, church. Judgment here, watch this, means verdict in our favor. No, be, be, be a good church. Be a good church. Be a good church. Touch your name and say, be a good church. Watch this. Here, here, here's, what, here's what it means. Here's what it means. It means a decision in the Greek in our favor. The time has come. What's the, what's the premise of this time? Go back to verse 7 just so you can get it. Are y'all with me at 1115? Yes, all right. All right. But the completion of all things what? Amen. Go ahead and do it with me. Come on, do it with me. See, somebody like, I don't know why we got to do the hand movements. Because what you're doing, watch this, is you're announcing to the natural world everything that I need. So, so the whole context, watch this church, the whole context of the verse of this entire passage of scripture goes back to verse 7. So look at verse 17. For the time has come for decisions in the favor of the house of God. Well, who's the house of God? We are. Are you here? Are you here, church? Now, so, so, so watch this, watch this. Say, say this needed to happen. Say this was necessary. Say thanks. Shouldn't be strange to you when you deal with trials and tribulations and issues and problems. And you look at it like, what's going wrong? I'm supposed to be on 10. It's getting you there. You're not hearing me. It's getting you there. You prayed to be better, so he threw some stuff at you that tried to make you bitter. You prayed to be stronger, so he gave some stuff that made you exercise some stuff that you hadn't exercised before. Because he doesn't answer the way you, you and I often think he's going to answer. You prayed for him to fix the marriage, and so what he did was reveal the problems. 
you prayed for him to strengthen your relationship with your children. So what he did is he showed you what's really going on in them and what's really going on in you. And that the real genesis of the issue is that you see so much of you in them that when you see them, sometimes you can't stand you. You prayed that you would love God, love people, love life. So he sent some people that challenged your love for all three. Are you getting it? Are you catching it? But why is it so important what happens this month? Completion. Reset. There's a convergence of time. Say there's a convergence of time. Lift your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, I prophesy and declare to your people that this month, before September ends, that they would experience the completion of God in their lives. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. The shalom of God is entering their life. The things that they need that are already around that are already around them that they are not aware of. I declare that their eyes open and they become aware of them. The Abishai's that they need, I declare that they would come into their lives in the name of Jesus and manifest. I declare sickness leave their body. I declare depression leave their mind. Discouragement leave their mind. We are in a convergence of time and we don't think it's strange when crazy things happen. We won't think it's strange when fiery trials happen. Instead, we will rejoice and say this is proof. This is evidence that I am moving and walking in what God has ordained. If you believe what I've decreed, give them praise all in this place. Come on, 11.15, give them a shout all in this house. This shouldn't be strange to you. I told you a few weeks ago, you were going to be experiencing some pruning. You need to cut it. So when you cross the snake line, God says, if you didn't cut it, I did it for you. Since you wouldn't cut it, I cut it for you. Because you've crossed the snake line. Father, we thank you for your word today. I pray that as you directed me to minister something different at this experience, I pray that it would not fall on deaf ears, but I pray it would fall on the doers of your word. You gave, you gave us two instructions in the text. Instruction number one was to be watchful in our prayers. Instruction number two was to be serious. I declared that there'd be a passion in you rising up for the kingdom of God like never before. A seriousness in you rising up like never before. A focus in you rising up like never before on the kingdom, not on your own thing, not on your own agenda, but of the things of God. And I declare that you would not think it's strange as though some strange thing has happened to you. Shouldn't be strange to you. You've set a precedent that you're a giant killer. You shouldn't have set a precedent unless you intended to take some more giants down. You've set a precedent that you know how to take a licking and keep on ticking. If you didn't intend to have to deal with issues, you never should have set that precedent. You've set a precedent that there is power in you and so don't think it's strange that the precedent you've set is tested you pass you pass 
I'm talking to somebody, not everybody, but to somebody. You pass. In Jesus' name. Today, if you're at this worship experience and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, I've got good news for you. There's forgiveness for you. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord but you've not been faithful and consistent to him, I've got good news for you. There is forgiveness for you. I hope you caught the essence of this message today. You really need Wednesdays. The first experience, we talked about how to reset your family. But the Lord said, son, I want you to announce something different. I want you to speak and declare something different at the 11.15. And he said, son, just tell them, don't think it's strange. Say, it's not strange. As though some strange thing is happening to you. I don't know why this is happening. I do. It's completion. Reset. I do. That's why. And the good news is, it's all working together for your good. I said, it's all working together for your good. So somebody said, Bishop, you didn't give us no points today. What's the points? Yes, I did. You didn't listen to the points. Be serious and watchful in your prayers. I want to challenge you to not just give God little two-minute prayers. I want to challenge you to get every message in that bookstore on prayer. And this last few days of this fast, turn your prayer up to 10. Because I hear somebody saying, Bishop Foreman, I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to pray. I don't know what to say. There's tons of messages I've already ministered about prayer that'll tell you what to pray, how to pray, what to pray. Turn it up over these last few days. In this thing strong. Completion and reset. You're in the convergence of time. Kairos moment. Heaven is opening up and invading the earth on your favor, in your favor, on your behalf. I just needed to announce it to you. Don't think it's strange. Sometimes we sit up and we feel like, God, why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? It shouldn't be strange to you. Today, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, I've got good news. There's forgiveness for you. 2,000 years ago, God stepped in the body. The body was called Jesus. The body got on the cross and died so that we could have life and life more abundantly. Secondly, maybe you've given your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him. I've got good news for you. There's forgiveness for you. Sometimes we all fail. Sometimes we all make mistakes. Sometimes you say, Bishop, God can't love me. I do this. I do this. I got this issue. I think these thoughts. He loves you with an unconditional love. The same way he loves me, the same way he loves your neighbor, it's an unconditional love. Say, I'm loved unconditionally. And when you stepped in the doors of harvest, you stepped into a place of unconditional love. We don't want to beat you up. We don't want to judge you. We don't want to throw you down. We want to love you and love you to life. Other people may throw you away, but we receive you. We receive you because there's greatness on the inside of you. You mean a lot to God and you mean a lot to us. And you need to know you have a pastor that cares about you. You need to you have a pastor that's going to preach the truth of God's word to you. Some of you came in here today. I just want to see. I just want to see God's answering you right now. I am he for you. You are assigned to me and me to you. So let's make it do what it do. In Jesus' name. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to Jesus. Somebody may, might be in here and say, Bishop Foreman. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think things are right with God. I don't know. When I was 11, I got prayed and I was baptized. I don't know. I'm not sure. Be sure today. There's nothing wrong with being sure. You can throw your hands up. And when you throw your hands up, you're going to be sure. There's nothing wrong with being sure. Sometimes it's like, you know, you ever, you know, left your car, put your car in the parking lot. And as you're walking into the store, you say to yourself, did I lock my car? And you go back and you kind of walk back a little bit to hit the remote, make sure you locked it. There's nothing wrong with being sure. So today, if you need to become a Christian and recommit yourself to the Lord, I got good news for you. There's forgiveness for you. If you're not sure, be sure today. 
We're not going to beat you up. We're not going to throw you down. We're going to love you to life. Wherever you're at in this auditorium or watching on any of our digital locations today, on the count of three, I want you to throw your hand up. And when you do, we're going to shout and celebrate for you because we were all once standing in that same place. And today is the beginning of the rest of your life. I said today is the beginning of the rest of your life. You become a Christian and recommit yourself to Jesus. Or if you're not sure, be sure. On the count of three, throw that hand up. One, two, three. Throw that hand up if that's you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Harvest, thank God for the hands here, the hands leaving that we can't see. Come on, thank God for them. Thank God for them. Everybody lay your hands on yourself. Say this and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief, because of this confession, this is my first time praying this. I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. Great days are ahead of my life. I'm in a reset and completion at the same time. Today, you announced to me, I shouldn't think it's strange. Just part of the process. Just part of growth. Just part of maturing. Thank you. In Jesus' name. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Would you thank... Well, well, well. Shopping for a car? Yep. Carvana made financing a car as smooth as can be. Oh, yeah? I got pre-qualified instantly and had real terms personalized just for me. Hmm, Doesn't get much smoother than that. Well, I got to browse thousands of car options on Carvana, all within my budget. Doesn't get much smoother than that. It does. I actually wanted a car that seemed out of my range, but I was able to add a cosigner and found my dream car. It doesn't get much... Oh, it gets smoother. It's getting delivered tomorrow. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.